0: Just going the new show PR to Paddock and welcome to my guest Carol Parker uh publicist for the Illuminati is that right or is that not right
1: thank you so much Ross that's so nice of you yes I'll take that title I'm quite happy with the way that you introduced me yes it's so good to talk about PR I mean the magic is always happening around us and we never really get to pull back the veil do we
0: well, and like do you consider all the most famous things, popular things, right down in Australian culture, are pulling back the veil on things that regular people just don't care about, like the Gruen transport fair sure, or, of or the Gruen world, Gruen politics.
1: Um, I think I understand what you mean. Do you mean that people are considering things for the first time and being critical of? The, the powers that be that hand down the information to them? Well, no, I
0: think it's more we've run out of content. So let's just get people in and talk to them about their thing. That's ruining society. Oh. You're not you're not ruining society.
1: Thank you. I, I like mean, to think I'm improving things. I've you know I've I've admired the greats over the years and I've I've just tried to really improve society in any way that I can by Sharing and disseminating information from powerful people who really have figured out how to make their lives as best they, the, the best lives that they can.
0: So you're the only PR person I know. This is a PR show now. Okay. This it's is it. To be considered. Yeah, this is kind of a bit of a Shanghai ambush because oh, got me. Yeah, yeah, I got you right. Uh, this show needs PR help.
1: Well, I'm happy to help another media personality such as yourself. What do, you, what do you need help with, Ross? I'm happy to help in any way. Well, I was really trying to get
0: the Ross Purdy Destroys comedy brand out there, but it's very hard to when half your episodes are Zoom podcasts because your state's in lockdowns. And also dealing with the fact that the last time you were on, you're on with a guy that ended up being murdered by a demon. There's been a bit of a...
1: It's terrible. Really terrible. Such a shame. And my condolences do go out to yeah. the Big Wave Dave community. Everyone who loves a Big Wave, his friends and his family. But demons will be demons, you know.
0: Right. And this demon was, if I recall, was following you around.
1: What? I do have a few followers, I have to say.
0: Mm -hmm. And one of us was this demon that murdered a man on my podcast. And let's, I'm not going to. Hello, welcome to another week of. PR to Paddock. This is episode two of the public relations podcast with me your host Ross Purdy destroys comedy and and, and Carol.
1: Hello nice to be here again Ross Purdy thank you.
0: Now Carol we're back here after a long week uh after the one minute episode last week mm-hmm. when we started bring demons was do- came up we started talking about the demon that killed big wave dave and then your computer crashed
1: yes it's a terrible thing and I, you know me i know all about pr but i don't know much about the tech so what i found was that i had to restart my computer and when i restarted it it didn't do everything we wanted, so I we had to reconnect a week later. Thank you, Ross, so much for doing this. And it took it did take a whole week, yes, a whole week. You know, the, the current atmosphere of not, not being able to have people come to your house and fix your personal computer I means that it, it was quite hard for me to get everything working and functioning to its. Oh, capability again, and I just certainly hope that nothing happens again to make the internet not work or my computer not work. So, you are you sure? What I'm yeah, I get
0: it. Uh, are you sure this doesn't happen often? Again, we brought What's up sometimes? something, it does or doesn't?
1: Oh, I can't speak to any causality between questions I'm being asked and. My uh, computer or my technology failing on me. I'm not an expert.
0: Yeah, that's not what you're an expert on. You're an expert on public relations.
1: That's right.
0: And I was talking about how this demon, in a way, kind of ruined my PR, my media image, by having a death on the podcast.
1: Oh, terrible thing. You never want a death on your podcast. It's, It's just one of those things that really gets you blacklisted. I'm wondering if there might be some PR actions we could take to really put Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy back into the spotlight it deserves. What do you think, Ross?
0: Or PR to paddock, or committing a crime, or whatever the podcast this is this week. So I don't know, Carol, if you know this, but this podcast changes every week. Is that good for the media image?
1: Well, it's always something new. And I mean by, by doing something new, there is the option to attract new, new listeners in your case or viewers, depending on how you disseminate your media.
0: I was going to say, my audience are yeah, uh, viewers while they listen. They look at the screen that plays the podcast. So in a way, they are kind of viewers.
1: I can see that. I wish I did myself up a little bit if they're looking at me now.
0: Well, again, they're not looking at you. They're not looking at me. They're also looking at the actual screen. So they're just looking at that little thing as it goes from. Oh,
1: the the little bar down the bottom.
0: Yes, that little bar. Does that mean my audience are dumb shits? And does that mean I should start playing to that more?
1: Well, you'd never play to dumb shits, would you? You're an intelligent man who understands the media landscape, Ross. You can't pigeonhole people by calling them dumb shits, can you? I mean, there are particular kinds of dumb shits you can appeal to. There are dumb shits that are, that are rich. There are dumb shits that are poor. There's everyone in between who's a dumb shit still.
0: Okay, but which... Different are pi- time
1: zones for dumb shits. You just don't want to leave anyone out, really, I think.
0: Hmm. You bring up a good point, Carol. But, but... Is there a difference between the types of dumb shits? Like would appealing to one set of dumb shits be more irresponsible and dangerous than trying to appeal to another set of dumb shits?
1: Oh, you mean how, uh, you know, sort of fitness influences are appealing to dumb shits that have a, a lack of accessible information in it, and are trying to convince them that coronavirus can be cured with not wearing face masks and whatnot. Essential oils and things,
0: sort of like that. Yeah, a bit like that. I guess I'm not really like that because I don't know if you've been catching up with my latest aesthetic media comedy appearances. But I wear a pink face mask now. Well, it's not a face mask; it's more like a full oh, it's a mask.
1: Cover. Full covering, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it actually looks. You
1: know, it's fair enough.
0: It covers up the nose, but it doesn't. Re- Covers up most of my mouth, but not all of my mouth. Is that terrible for spreading Corona? Uh,
1: look, it's not proven to help anything. So it could be good to double up. Wear your, wear your pink mask. But at the same time, remember, grab another mask. You can never be too careful.
0: So grab a face mask and then grab a, my pink balaclava that I wear now. And that will be responsible?
1: I think so. And keep your distance?
0: Oh, I've been (laughs) keeping my distance, Carol. I've been keeping my distance.
1: I understand. No one wants to be around dumb shits, do they?
0: (laughs) What's that meant to mean, Carol?
1: Well, it just means, why would you want to go outside and be in the community when there are so many dumb shits around? Mm. So willing to spread disease and misinformation.
0: Well, I don't know if you meant it this way, but it sounded like you meant it that way. You meant that I was a dumb shit.
1: No, no. It, I wouldn't ever say that you are a dumb shit, Ross. Ross Purdy. Okay. we are more intelligent than some of the other podcast hosts I've spoken to. Who's
0: mm, oh, that?
1: the name names. Well,
0: well, come on. You opened up the the Schrodinger's Pandora now.
1: It's, you know, it remains Schrodinger's Pandora as long as I don't name names. But the second I start to name names, it becomes problematic, as they say now. Hmm,
0: Well, you're very much into the Illuminati and stuff. Does that mean you're on Jeffrey Epstein's podcast or something?
1: I can neither confirm nor deny But he is quite a nice man. Shame about his passing. I often wonder, no, I've said too much. No, there's nothing to wonder about in the case of Jeffrey Epstein and the many, many cases of pedophilia that he and Gillan Maxwell were privy to and Prince Andrew and whatnot. No, no, there's nothing to look into there. And while I... I'd confirm or deny that I've been on Jeffrey Epstein's podcast. I'd say that knowing the man, he's a very nice man. Not a bad word should be said about him. Especially in his passing.
0: That was not suspicious at all. What are you trying to say, Carol? you Are trying to say that Jeffrey Epstein didn't hang himself? He didn't?
1: I couldn't say anything like that. I wouldn't. I would not propose that the royal family and the uh, American uh, Americans were behind the untimely death of Jeffrey Epstein, the known pedophile racketeer. I mean, that is supposed. I would never say anything like that.
0: Hmm. And is that part of I'm the. Not pu-
1: I'm not implying anything.
0: Is that part of the public responsibility you hold? Is that what PR means?
1: Oh, yes, there's a, there's a large responsibility involved in any time that you're part of what the public sees and hears. Now, you obviously understand this, this responsibility, and so you've found many ways to really make sure you're not disseminating bad information. You, you go into various sources. You've got someone new every week except for me, because of last week the computer. You're going to a variety of people asking for various points of views about all sorts of things, all manner. And I think that's a responsible reporting style. You need various points of views. You need various topics. And you don't pull any punches, do you, Ross? You, you ask the hard questions, and I think that's admirable.
0: Hmm. So There's a possibility
1: uh, what... that if you're ever uh, talking in front of people, that you don't give them bad information. Then they, if they heard bad information, they might spread that information. After all, the media was designed for the purpose of giving people something to talk about. To keep us all on the same page, even if it's the wrong page. I mean, not that anyone would deliberately disseminate bad information.
0: Right? What was that look? What was that look, Carol? I'm looking at you right now and you seem like, oh, no one will disseminate bad information and you'll just have these shifty eyes.
1: Don't intend them to be shifty. I actually find Mm. that a lot of men your age find them quite... Dashing. Well, uh,
0: Dasha like the like the reindeer.
1: Yes, what, but what also is that? charming in their own way, as many oh.
0: I'm not sure. Dasha was for charming reindeer. If he had what? a podcast, I'll listen to it. But he doesn't have a podcast. I have a podcast, but no one's listening to it. For many so factors.
1: You want to correct that. Do you want more dum-dums? What kind of dum-dums do you want to listen?
0: Well, to be fair, there is the Little Dum Dum Club, and they have, um, they have a kind of monopoly on dum-dums.
1: Right. that makes sense. So you uh, want full. Who do you want to trick into listening to you? Is that what you're saying, Ross? Well, isn't that what
0: marketing is, in a way, just tricking people? Oh.
1: Now I get why you brought up the Gruen Transfer. I never watched that TV show, but I understand that that trickery. I know Victor Gruen never wanted for there to be trickery, but you know when when the information you're surrounded by disorients you and changes what you're interested in. So you want to transfer interest to people in your show you've got to think about the way that you suppose you put yourself out there to them. That's something you're, you're considering.
0: Maybe. Um, How helpful can you be? I mean, you're most known for being a publicist for the Illuminati and your whole thing is trying to keep them a secret. Not very well, mind you.
1: It's not so much keeping them a secret. It's just you want to counter bad information with good information. You want to be the one who controls that narrative. And so, when someone says that the Illuminati is the one that's compressing all information of intelligent life on other planets greeting Earth, you really want to say no. It's not strictly true. You don't have all the information, and I neither confirm nor deny that. And I believe if you look more into the good that the Illuminati has done for mankind, you might choose to believe that perhaps. Some of these rude things that are said about the Illuminati aren't quite true. So does I'm this passionate post- about the truth.
0: Really? Okay, sure.
1: Absolutely. I've been for the Illuminati pa- for nearly 24 years. Now, uh, it's not a secret. It's, it's just a limiting and a control of the narrative.
0: Now, is, is Beyonce part- and Jay-Z, is that part of the good information or the bad information?
1: Oh, they put out a lot of good information, don't they? Myself, I'm not down with the current music, but they're always doing things and, you know, wearing clothes that are up with it and down with it and going on the, the social medias and things. I think they're quite a good influence, whether they're part of the Illuminati or not.
0: Again, so shifty eyes.
1: I wouldn't call them that. It was simply a, just the way I was resting my head that made them look shifty, perhaps.
0: I don't know, just the way you are resting your head and the eyes were shifting at the same time and the way your voice kind of oscillates. You say you're passionate about the truth, but you seem a bit all over the place, Carol. Try to avoid the truth.
1: That's a funny accusation. I'm a very passionate woman about the truth. I'll tell you anything you want, Ross. Do you have any questions for me? Okay. If I I joined JC and Beyonce, no, you know. Only about, only about them? Not about them.
0: Okay. Well, I was going to say, could I join the Illuminati? And if I did that, could that association pull some strings to get more audiences for my podcast?
1: Well, you see that the Illuminati has had a very, very exclusive membership for a very long time. Might need to do rather than talking to me, the person who disseminates the information, you might need to find yourself some people who have been with the Illuminati for quite some time. Get them to sponsor you, sponsor you, you know, that way they can say that you're not a narc. And really? That's say, that's what, what it takes. That, you might say that association with a group of people who have really tried to empower. And lift up the spirit of humanity for so many centuries, it would certainly boost the attraction of your podcast. I can't see anything better than that.
0: So, what type of information would I need to start spreading on this podcast if I wanted more listeners, but also to be part of the Illuminati?
1: I couldn't say that you need to change anything, Ross Purdy. You obviously care deeply about the truth, too, and that's why you've got so many interesting guests joining you every week you've got a wide variety of people you've got comedians musicians got even some business people it's quite an interesting array of uh, different voices and i, I think you're, you're definitely lifting them all up you may find if- more contacts within the illuminati I'm not saying that you'll find definite certain people within the Illuminati. I couldn't. It would be rude of me to say that. It would be just rude. But you might make some forever friends that could put you in high places.
0: Forever friends? What are you trying to say, Carol? Joining the Illuminati will make me immortal? I couldn't
1: say anything about immortality. (laughs) I think more would make friends with people that you'd want to stay friends with forever not because of the risk of death once you know certain secrets about them or probably more about the, the the friendships that you would form who would be mutually beneficial to you who you would enjoy the company of who would be helpful to your career
0: whoa what's that what's that what's that pet in your arm is that a threat
1: it's not a threat I don't threaten. I would never threaten. It's simply not the role of the, the PR person to make any threats.
0: But why are you holding? Why are you holding that animal with that its teeth at me?
1: I am sorry. I do have a Doberman. He's large, large and in charge. You have to say, I suppose. Quite a large, large animal. He's been well trained, and he guards me. He's guarded me for quite a long time. family pet that's lived on, not saying it's mortal, but it's been protecting me for a good long time.
0: Well, a dog that's been alive for 24 years. That sounds like immortality.
1: Oh, no, lots of dogs live to their 20s, especially the small ones. There There are Jack Russells that have lived to 35, 40, I believe. Do you have any proof to say that that's not the truth?
0: What's that noise? Is that the demon?
1: No, it's the Doberman licking his penis.
0: Why does it sound like a... How does it sound like a hospital equipment?
1: How does it... Oh! The hospital equipment? Oh, I'm sorry, it must be... I don't hear it myself. It must be my, uh... My grand big computer it has a lot of computing power it does make a bit of noise I'm so sorry if that's happening right now when did it start
0: probably around when you started talking about you know the threats you were threatening me but you weren't threatening me and you're trying to say you weren't threatening me
1: it's definitely not absolutely not assassin robots surrounding your your home or anything could not say that. Would never say that. It's definitely not the truth. Definitely not the sound of assassin robots surrounding you.
0: Okay. So it's either an assassin robot or it's a Doberman licking itself. It what if the any- Doberman? What, what if the Doberman was licking an assassin robot?
1: I don't know anything about assassin robots, do I? I just said it. it definitely wasn't.
0: Well, that's your problem, Carol. You're PR types. You're so cagey. You're, you're, you're running around the field. You're trying to avoid all sorts of things. It's like walking on eggshells with you.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry, Ross. I would never want you to feel like you are having to censor yourself to, to say things to suit me.
0: Well, I don't oh. feel like I'm censoring myself. It feels like you're censoring yourself because you don't want to say oh. the real truth. Oh, not at all.
1: I would probably say more that, you know, when when you call us cagey, I, I can't confirm nor deny that we keep people in cages that oppose our regimes. When you say running around fields, I can't confirm nor deny that people have been caught running around in fields trying to escape from us and have been shot to their death. None of those things can be proven, and I... I just can't say that. You understand? So it feels like that wasn't true.
0: It feels like I am the eggshells and you're walking on me right now.
1: Do you like it Ross? Is it a good massage? No, I don't think I'm walking on you.
0: (laughs) No, no, not at all. This is a terrible intellectual massage.
1: Well, what else would you like to talk about? I'm sorry.
0: Well, see, my brain is like a sponge. It's full of dirty water.
1: Interesting analogy.
0: And you see, I scoop up all the dirty water my guests leave. But it feels like you're very conscious about not leaving any dirty water. You're trying to keep the water clean, but at the same time, you can't help but let a little bit of speckles of dirt inside the water. It makes me think, There are people in cages, little kids in cages. And there are assassin robots and that you are threatening me and that maybe I'm getting too close to the truth, but you won't say that.
1: Pizzagate is not a real
0: thing. As someone who works in the pizza industry, I would freaking hope not.
1: There you have it. Two sources, two people who know a number of things confirming that Pizzagate is not real.
0: Well, definitely not in Domino's. Maybe Papa John's. But we don't have Papa John's here in Australia.
1: No, I can't confirm that we do. I have seen Domino's, though, and I quite enjoy their pizzas.
0: Really? You and I think it's just you. (laughs) You.
1: I hate the pizza or two. Healthy, perfectly healthy diet for a person.
0: Doing without Doberman? You were squashing on it before?
1: Sometimes I do try to ride it like a horse, but it doesn't really like it. Usually it shimmies out from under me and finds its own space to lick its balls and I get back to what I'm doing without sitting on my Doberman, you see.
0: Okay, I didn't say you were sitting on your Doberman. I said you were stamping on it so you're saying you're trying to ride it like a
1: horse yes like a horsey let me show you
0: okay okay like a horsey. okay, okay. Like well, a horsey. Now, now now she's going away she's trying to prove that she's she's, she's, grabbed, she's grabbed the doberman she's
1: oh. i'm riding it like a horsey
0: jesus God, christ you? well you are an interesting character carol Oh, thank you. I don't see what this has to do with getting my media, like, uh, uh you know, my media appearance up, my media appearance up to uh, 100%. Okay. It's, all this dirty, it's, it's all this dirty water.
1: Okay, the dirty water. You want to get rid of the dirty water, you don't want dirty things on your show. That's something I'll tell you for free.
0: Okay, well, I don't think I've ever had dirty things on this show. I had a guy get murdered by a demon, but you were there.
1: That was a shame. Terrible shame.
0: Which, by the way, the authorities are still on me about.
1: That's a shame. Would you tell me which particular authorities and all of their names are on you about this still?
0: Okay, as you were saying that, the hospital equipment was just going crazy. It's like there's some evil force around here or something. What evil force? Well, the demon that was following you around and murdered Big Wave Dave, the authorities don't believe it. There was a demon running around and says I did it. I didn't do it, Carol.
1: How can you prove that you didn't? The authorities are saying something and I think sometimes you have to listen to the authorities.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. That Doberman's going crazy right now.
1: Absolutely the, making the typical noises of a Doberman.
0: The hospital is freaking, equipment's going nuts. The windows are opening and it's shutting. What's going on, Carol?
1: I'm not saying that there's a supernatural storm coming your way to punish you. Punishment, but I didn't do anything.
0: I no. said, I said, I said the authorities, you were there, Carol Parker, PR, interview her. The next thing I know, they said, oh, we know she had nothing to do with this. And I said, it was your demon. Ask her about the demon. She knows, but they've refused to.
1: Oh, everyone's spoken to me. It's okay. And I mean, if the authorities have let me go and haven't convicted convicted me of something, you have to assume that they've done all of their due diligence and they can confirm that I'm not the problem.
0: Okay, but a big giant no, a big giant novelty check came out of their pocket that says that said two million dollars care from the Illuminati. He then quickly folded it up the large novelty check and put it back into his pocket and ran off. So what does that mean, Carol? What,
1: what a story! I mean, I'm the publicist, the PR agent for the Illuminati, I'm not the treasurer. I couldn't say what that means.
0: Okay, but you would probably know the treasurer, right? They deal with the money, you pay for the advertisements, you ask for, hey, can we have some money for the advertisements?
1: Do you want me to do some hunting on your behalf, Ross Purdy?
0: I want you to A, help my podcast, B, get the authorities off my back. The moment the authorities are off my back, maybe my podcast will improve in listenership. No one listens to a wanted criminal.
1: Oh, sure, no one would ever listen to a guilty man.
0: No, not at all. Joe Rogan isn't guilty of anything except being a a dumb shit. Call it the market on catering to other dumb
1: shits. I saw a wonderful meme the other day that someone had disseminated on the social media platform that said that Joe Rogan is just Ellen for men.
0: That made me laugh. That when he comes into the studio, he starts dancing. And he says, yeah, I'm friends with war criminal George W. Bush. What of it?
1: Yes, yeah, something like that. Someone who doesn't mind having sketchy friends and people who are complicit in some war crimes, you know?
0: But Carol, I'm in the entertainment industry. All I do is associate with sketchy people. So why haven't I gotten anywhere? It's hard to
1: say. It's like you need to be the right kind of abuser to get into power. I, it just seems that way to me.
0: Okay, but I don't want to be an abuser.
1: Would you mind saying that again?
0: I don't want to be an abuser. And That's I haven't, and what? I didn't, and I had nothing to do with murdering big wave Dave. That was a demon. But they say, the authorities saying, no, no, we have to pin this on someone. Oops, I mean, demons aren't real. That's what they said, word for word.
1: Should you really be going around saying all of these things word for word? Publicly? Russ?
0: I did say once on this podcast, Dave Hughes punched my cat. He doesn't talk to me anymore.
1: How rude.
0: Or ever did, really. He never talked to me before, and he hasn't since.
1: Oh, right. Well, there's not that much causality between Dave Hughes and your cat, and- you talking or not talking, is there?
0: But it's a podcast, Carol. I have to talk. I have to say something.
1: That's fair enough. Okay, you've got me. Does this mean that you want Dave Hughes to talk to you? Is this what you're trying to get to? What you've been trying to get to this whole time we've been talking? Are you deep down inside hurt that Dave Hughes hasn't been in constant contact with you? Is that what you're getting at?
0: Yes, okay, I'm glad you said it. I think that's the thing that would help my standing in the media, is if Dave Hughes came on this show, all my problems would disappear.
1: He's very popular with all sorts of dumb people, isn't he?
0: Exactly, those authorities, they love Dave Hughes. If they saw me associate with him, they'll drop the charges.
1: Demon charges quashed? I see what you mean. Look, that is a good, that's some good PR. Maybe you should do my job, Ross.
0: Well, I'm just trying to say, could you reach out to Dave Hughes? Because I don't, I don't have his number. I don't know how to get in contact with him.
1: Have you tried the phone book?
0: I've tried everything. Online
1: yellow pages?
0: I've tried everything. I've tried messaging him on Twitter. but Then he just started going on about how COVID isn't real.
1: You're kidding. What a strange man. I should think he would be truly honoured to be part of your podcast. You, the man who's getting to the heart of the issues.
0: I know, right? Like, why isn't my podcast more popular?
1: Absolutely. Why is there an an army of assassin robots surrounding my home or not? Yeah, why why are there strange noises around?
0: Wait, hold on. Say something again.
1: What? What's wrong, Ross?
0: Can you hear me? It's a bit of a reverb going on right now.
1: Bit of a reverb?
0: Kind of like you're like a robot of some sort. And it's your voice malfunction.
1: I'm not a robot. I'm very human. I had a a human birth, human upbringing, have human friends and human family that I'm not allowed to see because I work for the Illuminati. (laughs) Imagine the things they might know or not know. Please don't kill them. I'm right. very human. Not a robot at all.
0: This explains I mean, everything.
1: Maybe there are robots that do the bidding of powerful entities in the world, but I'm I'm certainly not a robot. This
0: is like that movie where the demon was following around the robot. What was it called? Robot demon.
1: I don't think I saw that
0: one. Oh, it's on. It's on Stan.
1: What is it called again?
0: Uh robot demon.
1: Robot demon. I'll have to. Add it to the watch list or something like that.
0: Hey, This is my usual suspects moment. My coffee mug just fell on the ground in slow-mo. This is all starting to make what? sense now. What? You're What's a robot. What's starting
1: to make sense? You're a robot. I'm not a robot. I'd never said I was a robot.
0: You're programmed to believe that you're a human, but you were made by the Illuminati to advertise for him, but you malfunctioned. So you went around and started saying that you, you work with the Illuminati and now you go around in intellectual circles because my question, line of questioning leads to multiple paradoxes and it's screwing with your circuits.
1: I'm surprised and disappointed by these accusations and I can neither confirm nor deny that they're true. And I am a human with a human birth and a human family and a human upbringing, human friends, human family.
0: Can't believe I was trying to get advice from a robot. I'm
1: not a robot though.
0: The robot but doesn't think it's a robot, even worse.
1: Are you blade running me?
0: Am I blade running you? I'm blade runner 249 you.
1: I'm not sure what I think of this.
0: Why you are riding around a dopamine as a horse? That's not human behaviour.
1: Lots of kids want to ride large dogs as horses.
0: Yeah, kids, Carol. Kids! Human
1: beings! Human beings.
0: If you were a human being, you wouldn't go around talk, saying that you're a human being. It's not what human beings like me do.
1: I wouldn't need to say these things unless you'd accuse me of them in the first place. What's that
0: very mannered way of talking, avoiding every single little thing I ask you?
1: Maybe be I'm a robot. Maybe I'm just intelligent. That Would that be it. a possibility? An intelligent no. human.
0: Uh no, clearly you're a robot <laughs> You're a robot. I'm not a robot. You're an intelligent robot,
1: clearly. What do I need to? What do I need to do to prove to you that I'm not a robot? Well, stop my room from flashing
0: for one thing.
1: You're moving your light, and it's sometimes in the way. You're moving your, your the handle for your microphone, and sometimes it gets in the light, and sometimes it doesn't. That's all. I'm uh, in no. the same room, so I can't stop it.
0: Uh, yes, but you are some sort of spiritual robot thing that works for the Illuminati. That's threatening me. It's been threatening me this entire time. And I was nice enough to bring you on this podcast to ask you how to make my life better.
1: This is a strange turn of events. I, I did not expect to come on this podcast and being accused of being artificial. I am the realest human that you could meet. I have a family, a job, a real life, a human life. I'm not a spiritual entity myself. I'm not a robot of any kind. That is all I have to say on the matter.
0: All right. Well, maybe we'll think about it for a week and we will join up again for the next episode of PR The Paddock and talk about this some more.
1: All right. Well, I'll hold you to that. I'm always happy to come on and talk about PR with you, Ross.
0: All right. We've waited a week. It's episode three of PR to Paddock. Carol, have you, uh, have, you, have you settled down with the news that you're obviously a robot?
1: Well, Ross, I'm definitely not a
0: robot.
1: That is how I've settled.
0: <sighs> okay. Have we figured out how to sell this podcast yet? How to get Dave Hughes on? How to drop his charges against me?
1: Maybe you could accuse Dave Hughes of being a robot so that he needs to come on the podcast to clear his name.
0: Ah, How does that sound? Ah, the Tucker, the Tucker Carlson effect.
1: Yes, that's right. Until, look, until I was accused of being a robot, I never had to defend myself as a human. And what better place to defend myself as a human than on your podcast? to the very person who accused me of being a robot. And I think that would work just as well for Dave Hughes. And that'll solve all your problems. You won't have to cry at night. I cry
0: during the day, Carol. I'm a man, okay? I'm a man who cries during the day.
1: My apologies. I never wanted to say a bad word. How does that sound? Do you, do you like the idea of publicly calling Dave Hughes a robot? in order to try and ruin him into coming on your show.
0: Okay, sure, we can try it. Dave Hughes, you're obviously a robot. Okay, I guess we've got to wait for the response now.
1: Yeah, I think waiting for the response and also spreading it on, on all the social medias. Maybe you can start a graffiti campaign, <laughs> you know, on your two-hourly walk per day. You can start writing that Dave Hughes is a robot, uh, you know, on your Twitter and all of that. You can publicly challenge him to come on your podcast to prove that he's not a robot. All of those things really get it across the platforms.
0: Sounds like a really well put together idea. You're obviously a robot.
1: I don't know what to say if you're not going to listen to me saying I'm not.
0: Yeah, seeing how your sound cut off just then? That wasn't the Zoom, that was you as a robot losing your vocal circuits
1: didn't appear that way to me.
0: And the authorities can't pin the crime on you because you're a robot and ro- there's no jurisdiction for robots.
1: But there should be.
0: Yeah, what about but Isaac, that, I, that guy that made the, the thing, robot
1: Are you saying that the, the laws of robotics, you're talking about the laws of robotics?
0: Yeah, don't have a demon following you. How would you know about the laws of robotics if you were not a robot?
1: I'm not a robot. You're talking about science fiction tropes. Surely, as a as a as a PAR agent for the Illuminati, you need to know a thing or two about the the science fiction tropes, even just the fiction tropes, to understand that there are things that people say. And I don't know the laws of robotics.
0: Science fiction robot. tropes. What do you think this is? The awful.
1: I mean. The score to the Orville is quite entertaining. Have you ever fallen asleep to it?
0: I've watched it once. Seth MacFarlane's but...
1: voice is like velvet.
0: Really? You sure Seth MacFarlane? He sounds like, like, a bit like a dog to me.
1: Oh, you should say that. How do you play a good dog? Who knows,
0: he... he is a dog. I only watched the Orville one time because I thought it was about Orville Reckenbacher of a guy who made popcorn.
1: That's very interesting. I'd watch a movie about... Oh, Reckenbocker. I love popcorn.
0: Is that one you want to plug?
1: Sorry, Ross.
0: Is that what you want to plug? We reached a point of the show where you plug.
1: Oh, the part of the show where we plug. Look, there are always fun things to plug, but I feel like at the moment they're all just moving further and further away because of the, the virus. But if I were to plug something, I would probably say going and seeing shows at the improv pit and learning uh, improv through them, long-form improv. I've heard that's a great thing to do, and I would say that that would be something I would plug. Maybe even going to see this, uh, a play coming up in in February called The Eyes in Relationship. There are a few science fiction tropes in that one, maybe also some fantasy tropes for you you fantasy lovers and, and whatnot. Maybe going to see the band Protospasm would be nice. You'll have oh, you to know, go on their Social media pages and things, though, just to see when they are playing, see if the goalposts have been moved, so to speak.
0: Oh, you know Protospasm too?
1: Yes, I, I met them once. They smell terrible, but oh, they entertain the demons. And I've said too much.
0: Oh, that explains a lot. Hey, Hey, if you see them again, tell them, give me a thank you note for helping... Them with their potential rage programming. they got a thank will. you note for that.
1: I will. They sound like a bunch of rude dum dums for not giving you a thank you note. If I ever see them again, I'll certainly pass on that message. Where is Ross Purdy's thank you note? Going on rage is every musician's dream. It's the only reason people play music. We all. The only know
0: reason. They, it's the only reason I play music. There we go. Uh, if I wanted to plug something, I want to plug my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ross Purdy will destroy comedy. You can join that Up Online for early access of this podcast, bonus podcasts, uh, other exclusive content, all wonders of great stuff. I am not part of the Illuminati, though, so no good. I do believe Carol Parker's Zoom has uh, conked out again.